Welcome to the Profitable Nutritionist Podcast, where your host and fellow nutritional therapy practitioner, Andrea Nordling, teaches you how to grow a sustainable, impactful, and consistently profitable health and wellness practice by following her proven formula. Welcome to the Profitable Nutritionist Podcast, my friend. This is episode 100. I am thrilled to be recording episode 100. In fact, I was just in the kitchen talking to my son. His name is Luke. He's 10. And I was telling him I was going to record episode 100. And he said that he wanted to be on the podcast. And I said, come on in, my friend. You should be on episode 100. This is the best episode for you to be on. So let me introduce Luke Nordling. Say hello. Hi. I have a few questions I'm going to ask Luke. He does not know what these questions are. Are you ready? No, I don't know. You have to talk louder into the microphone. Oh, I do? Yes. Rule number one. Sweet. You, you, have to, you have to speak clearly in the microphone. Have you ever been on a podcast before? No. Did you ever think you would be on a podcast? No. Do you know what a podcast is? Not really. <laughs> what do you think the purpose of this podcast is? To get people to listen to it. Okay. Okay. That's fair. That's true. Do you th- make them happy? And make them happy. All right. I hope that we achieve both of those things sometimes. Do you think people do listen to this podcast? Sure. Do you? That was a lot of hesitation. I don't. You don't listen to this podcast. No. I don't. So no one should. But you should listen to it. It's good. (laughs) When do you think people listen to this? In the car. Oh, you'd think so? Yeah. So you're imagining people listening to this in the car. How many people do you imagine listening to this? Hmm... You? Just me? Yeah. And Raven. Me and Raven. <laughs> but that's it? Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I thank you for being on this podcast that Raven and I will listen to in the car yeah. later. Thank you for that. Yeah. Okay. Who else did you... He, we just had a, a late revelation of a one more person he thinks might be listening to this podcast. Beth. Beth. Who's Beth? Bee Stinger. You have the to... person that got stung by bees. <laughs> you have to say how you know Beth. She got stung by bees and I saw her in Mexico. You saw her in Mexico. So when we were in Mexico in April for the mastermind, the in-person mastermind, one of the students at the mastermind told stories to the kids that made quite an impression. So this is for Beth, me, and Raven. I guess we will all be listening in our cars later to this episode. Thank you, Luke. Yep. I am so flattered that he believes that three people listen to this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) aren't kids the best sometimes I ask well his sister's name's Chloe so I ask Luke and Chloe I say what what do you guys think I do and they have some really interesting answers I must say and especially when it is a recording day like it is today and I say okay everybody needs to be quiet keep the dog quiet keep yourself quiet everyone I'm recording a podcast and they do it because they know the protocol. But really, I could tell they, they don't actually know what that means. And that became evident when Luke says that three people, one of them being me and the other one being my operations director, <laughs> the people that listen to the podcast. So, okay, all of you are bonuses. Welcome to episode 100. Love that we get to keep it humble around here. Thank you, Luke. Okay. So honestly, though, welcome to episode 100. It is so exciting to be recording this. Like I said at the beginning, I just really am 
so jazzed about this episode and everything that it represents. It's a big milestone. So I'm really proud of recording 100 episodes. Thank you for tuning in. And based on everything that I have learned over these first 100 episodes, the next 100 are going to be even more valuable for you. So for today, for this episode, I thought it would be fitting to share with you the three biggest lessons that I've learned after publishing 100 podcast episodes. And to celebrate, uh, my team and I put something pretty juicy together for you, which I will tell you about in a moment. But before I dive into these three big lessons, I'm going to make an ask for you to please subscribe and review the podcast. Every single review that the show gets, which I do not uh, mention often enough that has <laughs> been brought to my attention many times. I don't ask for reviews very often. I don't mention it very much, but truly every single review dramatically increases the organic reach of the show. And it means it'll be shown to more health and wellness entrepreneurs, just like you that want to make more income and more impact. So if you would take 30 seconds to leave a review, I would be forever grateful, of course, and it just might change the trajectory of someone else's career. I wanted to give a shout out to Debbie who left the most incredible review recently and had me giggling out loud because she is an actual Debbie. Now, if you've gone through the Profitable Philosophies free course, you know why that is hilarious. So scroll through and read her review while you're leaving yours. It will probably have you giggling. Okay. So diving in what I've learned in 100 episodes of podcasting. Number one, consistency beats everything else. Every Tuesday, a new podcast episode lands in your feed, which subconsciously shows you that you can trust me to do what I say I'm going to do. Plain and simple. I cannot over communicate how important that sort of consistency is in building trust with your people who are going to pay you money, who are going to hire you, who are going to trust you to get them results. It is so powerful. Even if it's not something that you mention subconsciously, your people are seeing this consistently. You're there consistently. You're there consistently. You're there. You're saying the same message. You're coming at it from different angles. You're giving them value and you're always showing up. That just breeds trust. That is just telling your people, you can trust me. I'm going to keep showing up. You can trust me. I'm going to keep showing up. I'm going to keep saying the same thing. I'm going to keep helping you and everybody else. And I'm going to keep showing up. It's incredibly, incredibly sticky. I want to use the word sticky marketing to be so consistent. So number one, in 100 episodes, I have realized that consistency beats everything else. And I have talked about this before. In fact, I did an episode series last October in honor of the first year of the podcast and talking about what I had learned at that point in my podcast journey. And I talked about in more detail what I had decided to do when I was creating the podcast. So for me, I knew I was going to publish the podcast every single week for a year. And I was going to do that whether I was getting any results from the podcast or not. And I'm so grateful for that decision because it's when you're in it, <laughs> You're in the messy middle, the mud of it all. It is very easy to talk yourself out of doing hard things. You know what I'm talking about. Our clients do this. You as my clients, you do this. We all do this. We have human brains. And when it gets really messy and muddled and murky and muddy and all of the M words in the middle, we would love to quit. So I knew this about myself. I knew this about my very human brain. And I didn't want to let that happen. So I said, listen, I don't care if we get any results 
meaning if I'm not getting any clients from the podcast, if I'm not consistently growing the listenership of the podcast, if people aren't listening at all, I don't care. I'm still doing the podcast. So I will loosely look at some of those metrics and I will loosely track some of those things. And I'm not going to get too attached to it because I'm committing to a year of podcasting. This is what I told myself. I am very, very grateful for past me that made that commitment because it allowed me to be very loose in tracking all of those things. Had I not had that, I don't know, that standpoint, that's not the right word I want to say. Had I not had that plan, and if I had been looking for the podcast to give me validation that it was a great idea every single week to be recording episodes, I would have for sure found evidence that it wasn't working as well as it could be and that there were better things I could be doing with my time but that wasn't the goal. The goal was not a certain number of downloads. The goal was not a certain number of clients. The goal was to just do it for a year consistently. And I, big like sigh of relief. I'm glad that I did that for a year. And I'm glad that I've done that now for a hundred episodes because of what I'm going to tell you next (laughs) with my second big lesson that I've learned. But just to round this out with consistency, I just want to say, This applies to everything. It, of course, applies to health. So think about this with your clients. Talk about consistency with them. I'm sure it's part of your process. I'm sure it's the probably one of the foundational things that you believe is just be consistent and you're going to get the results, right? We believe this for our clients. Do we believe it for ourselves, for our own businesses? Put it into action for yourself. How can you be more consistent? How is consistency already working in your favor? How are you doing things now that a year ago you weren't consistent with, and now it's just a habit. And you're so grateful for past you that prioritized building that habit, right? That's what consistency does. So like I said, every Tuesday, you get a new podcast episode in your feed, same time gets published every week. You don't have to wonder if it's coming. It's for sure coming, which is subconsciously showing you that I'm consistent. I'm proud of that. I hope that you are proud of that for you too. I hope that you can think of ways you're already consistent. And I hope that you can think of ways you could be more consistent in your business. And I'm sure that you can probably see how that would be very valuable to your future clients for them to see you consistent over and over and over again. And I do want to talk about in terms of a tempo for releasing a podcast, I don't think there's a right or wrong way to do that. I don't think that there's a right and wrong way to release consistent emails. I don't think that in any content publishing that there is a best tempo. Does it have to be every week? Is it twice a week? Is it a certain day of the week? I don't have those beliefs. I just think that consistently doing it, even when you don't want to, and holding yourself accountable to whatever tempo you choose is the important part here. For me, It was going to be weekly. I said, I can do this every week. I'm going to do this every week. And a year from now, I'm going to be so proud of myself that I'll have 52 episodes under my belt, which I was. And now we're at 100 and I'm equally proud. (laughs) So don't get hung up on if that is the gold standard. Is Is it every day? I mean, some people do every day. Some people do once a month. Who knows? But if you are looking for building consistency for yourself, just figure out what that's going to be. Make the decision, commit to it, and move on. Don't labor over what is the right decision here. It's just truly picking something and sticking to it. Okay, so consistency beats everything else, which brings me to my second lesson that I have learned in 100 episodes of podcasting, which is this. The episodes that I think are really mediocre are often favorite episodes. (laughs) Real talk, I'm going to be totally honest. My philosophy is to publish B-minus work. 
And if you're a student in the Profitable Nutritious Program, you know this, we talk about it. I learned B minus work as a way to kind of quantify the, or maybe not quantify, qualify the level of perfectionism that you're allowing yourself to indulge in from Brooke Castillo at the Life Coach School. Feels like a hundred years ago. It was probably five, six, seven years ago, maybe that I listened to a podcast of hers about B minus work. And it really did blow my mind because it put words to something that I didn't know how to explain before. So here's what B minus work is. It's a passing grade, but it is not an A plus. (laughs) Usually high achievers. And if you are an entrepreneur, my guess is that you have very high achieving tendencies just like me. So this will land with you. We want things to be A plus. We want to do our very best. We want to get the gold star. We we want to be at the top of the class. Fill in the blank here of what it is for you. That's what we want. We want it to be perfect. We want things to look the most professional. We want them to knock everybody's socks off so we get all of the kudos and win the day. That is A plus work. Do you know what A plus work requires? Uh, A lot of beating yourself up, (laughs) usually a lot of self-criticism, usually a lot more time than it needs to take, usually a lot more self-doubt and going back and forth on your decisions and ruminating and researching. And it costs a lot of time to have A plus work in every single thing that you do. And a lot of times it just isn't worth it. As we learn, especially as business owners, there really is no such thing as A plus work. There just isn't. So if we publish B minus work, which is a passing grade, it's good. It's good enough. It's going to get, it's going B's, B's for sure get degrees. So a B minus project that you submit in your business, B minus work is getting it done and allowing yourself to perfect it later. So here's the caveat with B minus work for me. I always say I'm going to publish B minus work, and then I'm going to allow myself to come back and correct it to A plus later. That really calms down my brain. It really helps me to feel more comfortable in publishing. And when I say publishing, it, not, it isn't necessarily content. This can be applied to anything that you do in your business. It allows me to do B minus work in general and get it out in the world and get it done and test it. And then I can go back and I can perfect it later or whatever my version of perfection is, whether that's an A plus or an A minus, or maybe, which is what normally happens, I never go look at it again. <laughs> And it turns out, which is really weird, that the things I do that are my B minus work tend to be people's favorites, especially when it comes to this podcast. And I would say, actually, that is the case with emails that I send as well. I can really pour my heart and soul in labor over the exact wording in an email, and it's fine. And I can whip one together in 10 minutes and send it out the door. And that will be the one where I get a ton of replies, a ton of engagement and people saying, it's exactly what I needed to hear today. I'm like, what? That one? (laughs) What is happening? So it it just goes to show. You don't know. Now, my prediction for why this is, or my hypothesis around this, I guess would be a better way to say that, is that we tend to overestimate our people's understanding of what's going on in our mind. So what I mean by that is, Whatever it is that you're an expert in, you're such an expert in it that you think everybody else has a much higher understanding than they actually do. So when you publish B minus work, you're probably dumbing it down. I hope that that isn't offensive, but that's a good way to say it. You're simplifying it. You're dumbing it down. You're saying it in a way that isn't as polished probably, or that isn't as high level. Maybe it's not as long, whatever it is, it lands in a different way. And a lot of people will probably respond to the B minus work 
even better than what you consider to be your A-plus work. So guess what that does? It takes the pressure off of you, my friend, for creating always A-plus work, which is so high stress. And it's actually not even a thing. Because we can't actually do it perfectly anyway. And this is something that we know about ourselves and we should know by the time you are listening to this, you are a grown up and you know what I know, which is there's no such thing as perfection. And the quest for it is really, really exhausting and leads a lot of us to health problems. And it's probably what gets a lot of us into holistic health work in the first place. What a cycle. Okay. So know thyself publish B minus work, and then be blown away when those are the pieces of content that people really resonate with. That is something I have learned in 100 episodes of podcasting. Now, I love that I'm willing to try new things, and I love that I am willing to publish B minus work and test it out, because who knows? Maybe it's actually A plus work to the people that are receiving it. That is what I have found out. I hope that that lands for you. I hope that is helpful for you too. Take it and run with it. Do your B minus work, let it feel B minus, and then actually maybe it's A plus for your people, which is the best ever. (laughs) Okay. Third lesson I have learned in 100 episodes of podcasting is that I can create useful, valuable content for you even when I am not feeling it at all. Real talk here. Once again, I loathe podcast outlining most weeks. Now, sometimes I really get ahead and I do myself a solid and I batch outline and batch record episodes. And that's wonderful because then there's a few weeks that I don't have to think about this podcast. And I really love it when my past self does that because this isn't my favorite thing to do. It is and it isn't. So I kind of hesitated when I was outlining this episode if I was going to share this or not, but I just want to keep it real. And I, so of course I'm going to share it. But I did have a moment where I'm like, oh man, that's going to sound bad to tell <laughs> to say on the podcast that I kind of loathe outlining the podcast. But here's the real deal. I don't look forward to it most weeks. Most weeks that comes up on my calendar. I'm like, it's podcast recording or it's podcast outlining day. Okay, fun fact. I do not outline a podcast episode and record it on the same day. (laughs) No, that does not work for me. My brain does not want to look at a few hour blocks of all of the same thing all at once. That's very overwhelming. So I always, and I talked about this a couple episodes ago when I talked about simplifying your email writing process. So go back and listen to that if you want all of my tips on how to outline and publish content regularly. But bottom line is I always outline separately. So I have on Tuesdays, I outline podcast and then either on Wednesdays or Thursdays, I record the podcast, but I'm just going to be honest on Tuesdays when it comes time to outline the podcast, I'm like, ugh this again. I swear I just did this two seconds ago. (laughs) And really it was seven days ago, but it's not my favorite thing. I'm usually not feeling it. I usually want my brain protests. It resists and it tells me, oh, we could just push that off a little bit. Let's just do that tomorrow. There's other things that are more pressing because it, it requires a lot of thought to figure out what I'm going to talk to you about and to outline this content. So my brain protests and I don't love it. But what I have learned in 100 episodes of doing it anyway, is that I can still create really useful, valuable content for you, even when I don't want to. And even when my brain is protesting and even when I'm having high resistance and all of the excuses and all of the justifications and no like negotiations are coming up in my mind of all of the things I could be doing differently, I can still do it. 
I don't have to be in the flow. I don't have to be in the zone. I don't have to be in alignment. I don't have to be any of those things. And if I am, that's a wonderful bonus and I love it. And it goes much, much easier and (laughs) a lot more enjoyable. But the truth is, I just don't usually look forward to it. But once I get in there and I do it, I'm so glad I did. When I get over all of those thoughts and all of those negotiations in my mind of, oh, but what if we just move a few things around and you could do this instead and we could do it tomorrow? And I'm like, nope, it's time. I'm going to do an outline on this week's podcast episode, ready, go. And I get in and I do it. I'm just so glad that I did. And it has been one of the hugest needle movers in my business. And I think that the reason for the podcast being such a momentum builder for my business is because it forces me to really dissect my processes and my philosophies and to outline and teach them in a new way. This is a new way that I teach, which makes me a way better coach and a way better business owner. And then I get to share all of those insights with you, which is cyclical and makes the process easier and more enjoyable (laughs) the more that I do it. But I'm just going to be honest. It's not my favorite thing to do. And I do it anyway. And I can create value for you even when I am not feeling it, even when it is not something that I am just racing towards, like, yes, I can't wait to sit down and outline and record this episode. I can still do a good job of it and I can still show up for you and give you value and you can do the same thing. So obviously the reason I'm telling you that is that there are going to be things in your business that are huge needle movers that you don't feel like doing. And you keep doing them and you still don't feel like doing it. And that's okay. Because if you evaluate what's working and that's one of them, you just got to keep doing it. This is what I think really separates successful and unsuccessful business owners is people that are willing to do the boring, tedious stuff when they don't feel like doing it. And they have the wherewithal to see, no, but it really does matter. It really is moving the needle. It really is getting me the results that I want and I can keep doing it and I'm giving value to people, and I can keep showing up. Kind of going back to the consistency there. But anyway, all that to say, I can create useful, valuable content for you on this podcast, even when I'm not feeling it. And if I waited to record episodes for you until I was feeling inspired, or I was feeling motivated, or I was just in that flow, you might maybe get one episode a month. Maybe. So I'm so glad I don't wait for that. And I'm so glad that I am pretty regimented and disciplined in my scheduling and I make myself do it when I say I'm going to do it because that's how it gets done. And that's how you have a podcast waiting in your podcast feed every Tuesday like clockwork. So for that, I say don't rely on feeling motivated or inspired or in the flow or in alignment or any of that. That can get you to a certain level in your business, I believe, but you cannot rely on that to consistently grow to the level that you probably want your business to be at because that does require discipline. And discipline, in my definition, means doing things when you don't wanna do them. (laughs) Just because you said, I'm going to do them and because you want the fruits of that labor in the future. So that doesn't mean that I'm doing, like I'm hating the podcast. I want to be really clear. It doesn't mean I'm hating the podcast, but it doesn't mean that I am flipping back flips and cartwheels every week when it's recording time. Hey, when I'm really on top of my game, I do batch episodes and I highly encourage you to do the same with any content that you are producing as well, if you can, because it allows so much bandwidth to open up on those weeks when you aren't creating content from scratch, because there is quite a bit of attention that goes into outlining and recording these episodes. So all that to say, 
It does feel like I won the lottery when I don't have to worry about it for a few weeks. Borrow that. Use it if it's useful for you. And hot tip, I've also realized that if I take five minutes after a coaching call with my students in either the Profitable Nutritionist or in the Mastermind, I can outline an episode based on what we coached on while it's fresh in my brain, which is also a huge time saver. So yes, I'm giving you the real real that I don't always love outlining, but here's a little tactic that has made it a lot more simple and doable for me. And I hope that you use it as well, which is outline when a problem that someone just talked to you about, whether this is a consult call or an actual coaching call or coaching session that you're having with a client, doesn't matter because in either one, people are telling you their problems and you're solving them. So it doesn't matter. Either one, take five minutes afterwards and outline an email, a podcast episode, whatever it is. For me, it's podcast episode. Sometimes it's emails as well, but we're talking podcasts here. So outline that podcast episode on what we coached on while it's fresh in my brain. Oh my gosh, game changing. It's a huge time saver. Because like I said, I don't outline and record on the same day. So when I do that and I take five minutes and I'm like, oh, that problem that so-and-so had was really good. I think I could definitely expand on that a little bit more and maybe create a framework around that to help people if they come across that problem in the future while it's fresh in my mind because I just coached on it. Then I feel like it's pretty much already done when it's time to sit down and formally outline the episode. So When I'm not looking forward to it on a Tuesday to sit down and outline, I tell myself, hey, the outline is almost already done. Just remember, the outline is almost already done. And then, I mean, I shamelessly trick myself. Even though I'm telling you I trick myself, it still works every Tuesday when I say, okay, self, the outline's almost done already. Let's just finish it and get it ready to record tomorrow. That's all we have to do today on the podcast. Okay, I can do that. (laughs) Talk myself into it. And then I do. And I sit down with a kind of already pretty cohesive outline And I embellish it a little bit. Like I said, maybe create some frameworks around it, figure out exactly what I'm teaching based on whatever the outline is that I created from actual coaching of my clients. So useful. And then I feel like I'm already at the 80 yard line, you know, feels great. And you might be wondering if you do this, if you should be saying that you were recently coaching someone on this problem, or if you recently talked to a prospective client on a consult call about this problem, you might be wondering if you should mention that. And I say yes, because it's a great way, and you hear me do this on the podcast, it's a great way to sow the seeds of what it's like to work with you. When you are constantly mentioning the questions that your clients are asking you, then your future clients can see that they aren't a special snowflake when they have those exact same questions, right? And they're putting themselves into the shoes of someone that works with you and they're going, oh, I have that same question. That's exactly what she helps with. Oh, I didn't know that, huh? And then they start to think that maybe their problem isn't unsolvable and maybe you can help them. And again, the consistency over and over again, they keep hearing about you working with clients and these are the types of questions that your clients have and this is how you help solve them. You're really planting great seeds there to continue to sow with your consistency that you are the person to hire and that their problems aren't special snowflake problems at all. It's just old hat to you. This is what you do. And they start to sell themselves even faster on wanting to be the person that's asking you those questions. So I would say You don't need to make it covert that you are creating emails or podcasts or any sort of content, videos, whatever it is that you're doing off of questions that your actual clients ask you. I think instead lean into that and mention it a lot. Okay, so those are my three lessons learned that consistency beats everything else. 
just keep going. And when I'm doubting that, I remind myself, number two, that the episodes that I think are mediocre and are maybe even C plus instead of B minus are actually the ones that people love the most. It blows my mind every time. (laughs) And number three, that I can create useful, valuable content even when I'm not feeling it. I really feel this so much, and I just wanted to get really real with you on this um, after 100 episodes. I have learned a lot, and some of it has surprised me. Some of it maybe shouldn't have surprised me so much because (laughs) I do know how brains work, and I know that I have a very human one. So like the not feeling it, I mean, I should have expected that, but I thought maybe after 100 episodes that I wouldn't have quite as much resistance, and I'll just be honest, I still do a lot of the time but I do it anyway. And so can you hundred episodes, my friend, this is such a fun celebration. Like I said, based on everything that I've learned so far, the next 100 and 200 and 300 are going to be even better. And as I was preparing for this episode, I have to tell you, we were on a meeting as a team and one of the support coaches in the profitable nutritionist program, she's a genius. Her name is Jill. She approached me and asked if I had ever considered creating a roadmap type of a resource so that people could navigate directly to the top episodes or episodes in a certain category or for new listeners that were like, I don't even know where to start. So you could have a quick guide for getting exactly what you need right now. And no, I had never considered it, but I thought it was a genius idea. So we created it for you. I want to introduce you to the Profitable Nutritionist Podcast Roadmap. 100 episodes, let's be honest, is a lot to scroll through. So what we did is we condensed the most popular episodes. Many of them are what I considered to be very B minus, but you loved them. And I love that even more. (laughs) In each of the eight categories that we established, we're kind of like the big eight categories. I'll tell you those in a minute. And we put them into a quick start guide. So you can go directly to the episodes that you need on the exact topic that you're searching for right now without scrolling through 100 episodes and trying to decipher where you should start. And if you have already listened to most of these episodes or maybe all of the episodes, you can use the roadmap as a refresher for which episodes to go back to. Like I said, even if you've already listened to them, because as your brain changes and as your experiences change and your business grows, you receive information differently. So depending on what you're working on right now, re-listening to a few targeted episodes about that topic will probably really help you move the needle. Okay, here are the eight categories that we established for the roadmap. We have the top episodes. We have foundational strategies for getting started. We have money. We have marketing strategies, mindset, growth and scaling strategies. So that's more advanced growth and scaling, things that I would typically teach inside the mastermind. Those are, that's a different category. And then time management and goal setting. So top episodes, foundational strategies, growth and scaling strategies. Those are different. Money, marketing, mindset, time management, and goal setting. I'm so excited to get this into your hands. So we had many ideas for how we could get this podcast roadmap into your hot little hands, and we decided on the following. All you need to do to get the podcast roadmap is to leave a review on whatever podcast platform you listen on. Even if you've already left one, go back and screenshot it. Or if it's a new one, leave the review, then screenshot that review and email it to support at theprofitablenutritionist.com the profitable nutritionist. Don't forget the, the, and then tell my team that you'd like the roadmap. Easy peasy. If you are not sure how to leave a review, you can go to another handy link we have set up for you. 
at theprofitablenutritionist.com slash review. You will find links for exactly where you go. Just click on to go leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, et cetera, wherever you listen. So if you need to figure that out, if you have not navigated to where reviews can be left, go to theprofitablenutritionist.com slash review, and then you'll click on a link. It'll pop up in your app and you'll be able to leave the review leave your review <laughs> and then screenshot it and email it to support at theprofitablenutritionist.com. We will hook you up with the roadmap and you will be forever indebted and I will be, you will be forever indebted. No, that's not how that's going to work. I will be forever indebted to you for your review and will be so grateful. It really, really does help show the podcasts to more people organically in a big way. So every review really counts. And since I don't typically remind you to leave reviews, I thought episode 100 and the podcast roadmap would be a good way to do that. So go leave your review or find a past review that you have left, screenshot it and email to support at theprofitablenutritionist.com. We cannot wait to read them. I read every single review and I just love to see it. So from the bottom of my heart, my friend, thank you for being here and making my job so incredibly fun and rewarding. I can't imagine doing anything else, even every Tuesday when it's time to outline the episode. <laughs> I truly can't imagine doing anything else. And serving you with the strategy and the mindset tools to serve more of your people brings me so much joy. I am just grinning ear to ear, even thinking about it. So cheers to 100 more episodes coming your way. My friend. Does growing your business over the summertime, the busiest three months of the year, seem possible to you? How about if I tell you you can do it in five to 10 hours each week? Uh, yeah, I thought that would get your attention. Great. Behind the scenes here at the Profitable Nutritionist headquarters, we have been planning something really big for you. In fact, this is something we've never done before, a live challenge all about efficiency, time management, and delegating. The challenge officially starts on Monday, May 13th, and my friend, you are invited. During our five days together, plus some extras that I'm keeping as a surprise for now, you are actually going to be getting access to completely updated, brand new paid content from inside the Profitable Nutritionist program. And in this content, I teach you exactly how to structure your work for the next 90 days, including exactly what to focus on and how to lay out your calendar and your to-do list so it all gets done. We actually do an entire day's training on how to retrain your brain to procrastination-proof your top priority tasks. Those are the ones that make you the most money in the shortest amount of time, by the way. <laughs> yes, you will walk away from this totally free challenge with a rock-solid plan for June, July, and August, all plugged in to a color-coded calendar system that is the stuff dreams are made of. The challenge is called Summertime 2.0. Again, it's brand new material to get you out of overwhelm so you can cruise into the busiest time of year feeling organized and focused while your business bank account balance just climbs up and up and up, hopefully while you are poolside or beachside. <laughs> I've taught free trainings before, but what I've never done is combine it with live Q&A, implementation sessions, coaching calls, and done-for-you resources. My friend, this is a totally different experience than anything we've ever done before. That is what you are getting in Summertime 2.0. I'm holding nothing back. Remember, this is actual paid content from inside my program, which you get a sneak peek into for five days straight. The dates are May 13th to the 19th. You are going to learn everything you need to know about time management, prioritizing, creating time boundaries, how to say no to people and opportunities that are costing you money in your business, and how to actually stick to your calendar and finish your to-do list each week, including live Q&A with me where you can ask all of your questions. 
So do I have you sold? I sure hope so. <laughs> to register for the challenge, go to theprofitablenutritionist.com slash time, T-I-M-E. Remember, we officially start on May 13th. It goes through May 17th, but there are a few pre-party happenings going on. So make sure you register right now and don't miss out. The challenge is brand new material delivered in a completely new way that is going to have you loving the boring topic of time management. I promise. (laughs) And the best part is it's totally free. Register right now at theprofitablenutritionist.com slash time.